0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. If it's your first time here, I'm Lauren and this is Liam. Hello. And we have a lot to talk about today and we have some serious stuff to get into, but we also have some more fun stories. So we're going to try to keep the mood relatively light over here. To start with, The Simpsons have gone full anti-Trump in one of their most recent episodes. Remember when they used to be funny? Like... Fifteen years ago, then a uh, big tech plays major defense in favor of Joe Biden's campaign, censoring a shocking story that was released by the New York Post about his son Hunter Biden. Uh, then is the pay gap between the NBA and the WNBA due to sexism? Several male feminists say, "Heck yes!" And finally. Sad news coming out of France. A teacher was beheaded after showing his class a photo or a drawing of the Prophet Muhammad. Um three guesses as to what religion the perpetrator behind that attack was. All right. So let's just get into it. The Simpsons, they've gone full woke pretty much. I mean there was this downward decline for many seasons kind of i think when i was in my early teens and they it just stopped being funny but now it seems like any news yeah. i see coming out of the simpsons it's them making some sort of really woke change like getting rid of a white guy voicing apu or right. i think the last segment we did about the simpsons they were kind of referencing the squad and trump again oh,
1: that's right Yeah. and it's
0: just like i don't know this is too topical for a show like the simpsons i mean i watch simpsons episodes that are like 15 20 years old and i still laugh at them who is gonna like watch these references even heck three years from now and still think they're funny they're dating their show
1: yeah it certainly seems also like the like just the the mission parameters or the writers of the show have changed it's gone from being funny to being to somehow having some kind of uh in their mind a moral agenda Mm -hmm. like instead of just being comedians they have to have like some kind of more language in there some kind of lesson for their audience which of course they interpret to be bashing trump bashing trump and being pro democrat
0: yeah and i think it's it's fair to say that the simpsons always did have this kind of element that you know there was a i guess an i guess an ethical point of it where there would be a touching I don't know, lesson from each episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes it's about marriage, brother, sister, love, things like that. But now it just seems like it's a straight political message, which isn't very, mm. I guess, unifying. And the comedy has really taken a back seat. Uh, yeah, I
1: agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to me, I, I struggle with things like The Simpsons and Family Guy. Even Futurama, to some extent, they all have a character who's just like this. Uh, and Rick and Morty is another example. They all have that same kind of character who's like this useless Uh, like the useless husband, white male kind Mm -hmm. of just fat, stupid trash guy. Yeah. That uh, just, it seems the show revolves around that. And I don't, it's just like a a theme in all these comedy things. That's
0: true.
1: I, I just don't think it's a, it's a healthy trope. That we've kind of we kind of end up internalizing to some degree. Yeah, so, there's the uh, it's, it's fat tiresome.
0: incompetent father, and then the right. more competent, more beautiful wife. I mean, yeah, Simpsons like, uh, have just, that. Family Guy has that.
1: Yeah, you know. she's dealing with him, and it's most obvious in Rick and Morty. Yeah, if you watch that, it's like it's like painfully obvious. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm a I'm a little bit tired of that trope. uh Family Guy and Simpsons were funny at one point, and in fact, I watched a whole thing where it says that Homer Simpson didn't used to be that trope.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen stuff kind of de- dissecting the the ways character changed and yeah. devolved over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we have this latest clip that's I, I only shot because I only saw because it was being shared on social media because I don't watch this show anymore. Who does? I, I really don't know. <sighs> Not many people. I don't yeah. Think. Um, but anyway, I think I'm guessing the episode has something to do about the election, and it's this clip that really illustrates how far the Simpsons have fallen, both in terms of being blatantly political and also just not that funny.
1: I know who I want for all the judges and propositions, but president, that's a stumper.
0: You're hesitating over president? Dad, by all that's decent, how could you forget everything that's happened the last four years?
1: Oh yeah, well that one was just funny, hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that was bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, who are you gonna make fun of now, late-night comics?
0: So they didn't, I guess, blatantly name Trump there, if you look no. at where what his choices were. They're cartoon characters as well, but it's... It's very obvious who they're referencing. It's it's really not disguised at all. But that that actually kind of proves my point about how this is going to be a forgettable episode in, you know, just a handful of years because oh, yeah. people aren't going to know what this is referencing. It's like an inside joke for, you know, these couple of months that's going to be completely stale in the future. So I don't know. The Simpsons used to be timeless. It's not like that anymore.
1: Yeah, you're right. You could go back and watch some of the older episodes yeah. today. Like And, and, and they're funny enjoyable this mm-hmm. is going to be yeah uh, two months later you won't be able to watch this you, you know nobody will understand it and i can't imagine in like 30 years or whatever oh, it's for been sure, no. since the simpsons have originated this is going to be f- completely forgotten
0: yeah and, and i just want to like clarify i'm sure the writers of the simpson have always been left wing but i don't remember them taking so many and such cheap shots at president bush I mean, they definitely did. I remember some, yeah. like, things about it, but this is just, like, they didn't make a list of everything they think he's done wrong and then sh- run it on the show.
1: Oh, yeah. It wasn't nearly as overt. I think back then there was a lot more of making fun of everybody in charge. Yeah. Um, and now I don't know if that stopped with President Obama. Yeah, is you can't make fun it, of him because so he's heroic him, and brave then and, and... then you're racist also. Yeah, you're super racist so, if you do that. Um yeah, it seems, it seems like, I mean, there were, there was some good material to make fun of George W. Bush for, Yeah, right? I mean, he I'm not going to deny comedic gold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what they do right now, it's, it's, I mean, the thing is they've crossed the line from comedy, which is like genuinely making fun of somebody in a, in an almost non-serious way, but mm-hmm. kind of serious, uh, to like, now it's like comedy adjacent, where there's yeah. like some kind of funny that's supposed to be involved. And even then, it's No, it's, it's like, the
0: clapter. They're going yeah. for the clapter. It's. It, would, it will make people chuckle and clap because they agree with it, not because it's humorous. Yeah. So it's not the same. But yeah, we agree. see stand-up comedians going for these types of joke, jokes all the time. And and now The Simpsons is, are doing it too. And not only that, like not only is it not funny, it's also just... Meaningless political commentary. You can make smart jokes that have valid political points. And recently we did a segment where I explained why I liked Chris Rock's opening monologue that he recently did for SNL, right? Because he was making some points that were political, but it was also funny. There are no good political points here. So let's actually just go through the list of things that The Simpsons is apparently mad at Trump for. Okay, made it okay to shoot hibernating bears? I think I remember hearing something about that. I don't know if that's trump specifically i honestly i don't have large feelings for that i know that yeah, I, I don't know animal rights people are probably not gonna like hearing me say that
1: they're not gonna know, like sure. anything around hunting anyways i mean i i don't i don't know anything about it i don't know if it's wrong or right it seems probably dumb to me because they're probably a lot thinner at that point so if you yeah. plan on eating the bear it's probably not as good but i don't know that's just uh maybe if it's
0: just gone into hibernation yeah
1: well, i don't
0: know i don't know yeah. not, a, not a hunter here okay i don't course, know anything about that put children in cages that's the second one uh yeah they didn't really seem to mind it so much when it was going on yeah under the obama years and they also of they seem to have more criticism for trump than like the actual coyotes who are trafficking the children i don't know uh seems like misplaced rage uh called mexicans rapists fake news he said that there are rapists who are mexicans right he didn't say all mexicans are rapists And that's a a lie we've seen the media repeat many, many times.
1: It's crazy because that was probably three years ago now yeah, or something like that, like a long, long time ago. And they're still saying that he said that.
0: Yeah. They also have imitated disabled reporter here. That's where there's the clip of him doing that. That's also been debunked. He was not imitating the disabled reporter. Uh, Looks lousy in a tennis outfit.
1: Okay, lost my vote there. It's true, they're right.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, fair enough. Okay, can't get wife to hold hand. You know, I mean, most of these aren't even serious. Called third world countries assholes. Uh, he didn't. I mean, to be f- okay, not all third world countries, right? But mm. uh, there are some countries out there that I think it's it's fair to call assholes. And right, isn't that the liberal argument as to why we need mass migration to save them from their? You know. Unsafe safe conditions. Uh, listen, it, well, like, it is
1: what it is. You, I mean, is it presidential to say that? I don't think so. I don't think he it's very diplomatic. you didn't say it on the
0: record, though.
1: But uh, whatever. It's still not... I, I still don't like the imagery of it, but yeah. sure, I don't care. I, like, at the end of the day, he's, he's, it's honest, right? Yeah. The, and and everybody that's being honest will agree. Because you know that there are places that you don't want to live and yeah. that you feel bad for the people that live there. And that's a pretty good indication that it's a, it's a type of hole. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. And now, I, do we need to say it in those kinds of terms? I don't... Like, again, I, I don't think so, but... You know, again, it is what it is.
0: Okay, no, I mean, I I grew up in Asia Pacific. I've been to some crap hole countries. Call a spade a spade. I mean, this is not it's not a reflection of the people. Great people can be there, but it's like Trump is not known for his nuance when he when he speaks. Uh, called white supremacists fine people. That's another allegation. The Simpsons lobbies not true. That's been debunked. I don't even know how many times. Uh, showed top secret documents at Mar-a-Lago restaurant. Yeah, I mean. Let's see, called for China to investigate the Bidens, asked the president of Ukraine to investigate the Bidens. I mean, that's interesting in light of the recent Hunter Biden scandal Mm -hmm. that recently, leaked uh which we will be talking about but yeah i mean all of these things
1: mean meanwhile uh, there was that whole thing going around too with the private investigator who was investigating trump at the beginning of the presidency claiming that he had um prostitutes uh, urinate on him
0: mm-hmm, the, and they
1: were running with that story everywhere yeah it's uh, so uh, yeah they're being very selective here. It's certainly something i would say
0: yeah for sure walked into the dressing room at miss teen usa page a lot of these are just hearsay and like stupid things and look they, they really put a lot of stuff on here. And I think they just want to be able to show a large list of everything wrong with the Trump presidency, even if the yeah. list is meaningless. It's just to say, like, look at all of these things that are wrong. Look
1: at all these words. Yeah. but They don't expect anyone to read, but but they expect people to agree with them and vote in the way that they want.
0: Yeah. Put, it tells you
1: everything that they think about the average per- person. By oh, them.
0: for sure. Put Jared in charge of the Middle East. I mean, Trump's just been nominated you know several times for the peace prize because of the historic peace deals in the yeah. middle east lost hong kong okay as someone who is from hong kong <laughs> that is not donald trump's fault
1: yeah that uh, yes they won't even call they won't even call covid uh, the china virus yeah me and but they're blaming lost donald hong trump. kong yeah. on donald trump specifically not even the usa just donald, but trump. donald trump and not even like the uk
0: yeah like the actual exactly. place that hong
1: kong is a part of
0: and that was like was it's, the colon like
1: you are so far away from reality like you like they have no understanding of geopolitics almost. oh no
0: yeah invaded portland that's another one <laughs> like, <what? laughs> rich yeah i mean um, it is
1: comedy in some ways i guess you have to give them credit the material is funny if you if you are laughing at it and not with it
0: yeah and uh let's see pulled the u.s out of climate agreement you know honestly oh he corrupted congress do you see this one Corrupted Congress, mm, as yes. if before that. Congress, Congress was, was
1: uh, it was perfect. Just, beforehand.
0: Yeah, a, a symbol. That's, of... that's
1: why he won on, on Drain the Swamp. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that I've had it with The Simpsons and now I'm going to stop watching because, again, I stopped watching a long time ago, not even yeah. because of politics, just because it stopped being good. Yep. And, you know, I think I'm um, I, I don't know exactly, but I'm sure if we compared the writers now to who they were back when it was good, there's not going to be much overlap.
1: Yeah, I'd probably agree. It's, it's an old time. show. Probably all those mo- writers have moved on, or uh, you know, bit the bit the dust.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I would love to hear it from you guys. If you do still watch The Simpsons, is this representative of the type of humor that they? i don't know they put forward nowadays and then then
1: also why do you still wash the symptoms is it worth half an hour of your time on a weekly or daily basis you know i
0: think it's every week
1: i think it's once a week once a week i thought it was five days a week okay is it worth half an hour of your time uh once a week or even annually yeah Uh, please explain
0: yeah also is it just me or does homework do the characters look more yellow than they used to
1: i mean to me they've always been stereotypically yellow.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm like, i mean, like grandpa territory. Back when I was younger, the Simpsons were slightly less yellow, less yellow. All right, uh, so let's talk about big tech, but first I wanna give a shout out to our amazing sponsor, Fast Growing Trees. So when is the perfect time to plant trees and shrubs? Big, big box store experts may tell you anytime, or heck, maybe the summer, but the best time to plant is actually fall, because that means that by the time spring happens, your tree is already going to have those strong roots in the earth. So skip the big box stores and head to fastgrowingtrees.com, the world's largest online nursery. No more waiting in lines, messy cars, and digging through a lackluster selection. Just go to fastgrowingtrees.com and choose from thousands of varieties of trees, shrubs, and plants expertly curated to thrive in your area and deliver to your door in one to two days. Uh, So what's really cool about the Fast Growing Trees website is that they actually have a map of the country and you can see based on where you live what the climate is and what types of... trees or plants will grow there and they have a lot of really cool trees like exotic fruit trees that i think are really fun and Mm. they also have trees that are suitable for apartments or just indoors so there is a better way to buy trees and shrubs and plants for your home and yard fastgrowingtrees.com fall is planting season don't let anyone tell you otherwise so join over 1 million satisfied gardeners at fastgrowingtrees.com plus the 30 day alive and thrive guarantee means your plants will arrive happy healthy and ready for planting now through an November fifteenth, go to fastgrowingtrees.com/slash-lauren for ten percent off. Again, that's ten percent off at fastgrowingtrees.com/slash-lauren. Fastgrowingtrees.com/slash-lauren, so they know that our show is the one that sent you. All right. So the other day, there was this bombshell report released by the New York Post that pretty much detailed all of the the dirty deeds that hunter biden has been up to and i always knew he was a shady a shady character but i gotta admit i was actually surprised at how shady there were also some photos that are now i guess leaked online and spreading uh i think it's it's either a meth pipe or a crack pipe that he's pictured smoking i'm sorry i don't know i don't know the difference yeah, we're not
1: we're not connoisseurs kind of uh no so we're sorry about that yeah
0: but, but it's it's one of but those some
1: kind of tool used for inhaling drugs yes of a particular class too That is like it's not the good stuff yeah and you know? it's it's
0: not even like oh he smoked marijuana big deal like no this is <sighs> it's a crack pie this is pretty serious stuff uh just not a great guy hunter biden but uh, i guess more so than his own personal issues what is interesting about the report is how it relates to his father joe right. biden so there there are I mean, there's some evidence now, based on the information that was found on a laptop, that Hunter Biden arranged a meeting between his father and uh, one of the leaders of Burisma, the uh, Ukrainian energy company. So, as of right now, this may change in the future, but the official Biden response has been, oh, no, we don't see that calendar, or we don't see that meeting on the calendar. But, I mean... Why would a crooked meeting set up by your son for his, like, front job be on your official calendar? That doesn't seem like a thing you would write down, like, for posterity to remember.
1: Yeah, and you're using your own record as evidence. Yeah. There's something... Yeah, you could have easily omitted it is the, is, the, is the point.
0: Right. No, for sure. So if you haven't seen that whole New York Post report, I encourage you to check it out, read it in its entirety. Uh, but our story that we're covering today is actually kind of adjacent to that because that's yes. big news. Don't get me wrong. But I think even bigger news is how social media handled the release of this report. Um Their goal, it seems, was to try to stop the spread of this news as much as they could. Uh, So we had places like Facebook and Twitter actively preventing people from sharing the link to this story. And keep in mind, this is something the New York Post released, so it's not... 4chan material, I mean, I think even if it it were, it should be able to be shared, but this was the New York Post, so people were actually unable to post it and spread it on Twitter, and even in DMs, direct messages, they weren't letting you send this, so it was this big thing. Uh, Twitter, since this all happened has kind of stepped back and said, maybe we made some mistakes because yeah. after all of this was happening, uh, I think actually Kaylee McNanny was one of the people who either got locked out of their, her account or had a post taken down trying to share it. Uh, but the FCC reiterated something about Section 230 in response to all of this, which if you're not familiar with it, Section 230 is the provision that allows publishers or these Sorry. Which, if you're not familiar with, Section 230 is the provision that allows all these online platforms, places like Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, immunity. uh, So they're not held liable for what other people post to their site. So they claim, hey, we're just a platform. You know, if someone comes on here and slanders such and such person... We shouldn't be responsible for that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of seems in light of many things, but specifically trying to, it seems, cover for the Joe Biden campaign. I don't think these companies can just claim to be platforms. You're clearly curating content. Yeah,
1: well, we've known that for years. Oh, yeah, we've known that for years and years and years now i do like it when they do something so overt like they've been slowly dipping their toes into the water getting of, bolder
0: and bolder of like
1: yeah because this isn't the first time that they've literally you know they used to they annotated a few of trump's tweets in the past
0: yes.
1: uh they've also gone after the press secretary achille McEnany before yeah. as well so they're getting bolder and bolder with their advances maybe they highly expect that the democrats will win this mm-hmm. this contest and so they're they're backing them right now. And yeah, expecting they're just that going they would, all in. They'll continue their their uh, monopoly of uh, online discourse and yeah. really really the town square of the world. Right. Um, so maybe that's the play that they're doing right now, but I like it because as of right now, they've overplayed their hand.
0: I think so, big time. Um,
1: so they, they misstepped here, and uh, we saw the next day that Jack actually had to officially reply.
0: Right, for sure. And I think the reason why they're finally... I guess Twitter, um, the reason why they're starting to walk things back is because after it was announced, like, the FCC chairman actually stepped in and made a statement. I think they even realized, like, maybe we've gone too far. Because the thing is, what they're doing is not okay. It is not how a platform acts. But the reason why it's taken so long for you know the administration to respond is because, I mean, frankly, a lot of the people who are in charge of this are boomers. And I don't mean that offensively, but it's, yeah, they're not really online very much. They probably don't have a, yeah. a very strong idea of how facebook or twitter or youtube work in regard to the algorithm so this has all kind of been in the periphery for them it's not been happening to them specifically uh it's short-sighted to ignore it but i i, I think that's the actual reason but this is actually you know this pertains to them this is breaking news that yes. could affect the election and it's being censored so
1: yeah and we've seen them actually start to take action on this for well, a yeah. while i mean there's been a lot of bark and no bite so far because there has right. been multiple times bite. oh i want a chunk i yeah. want a pound of flesh you know Same. but like, we've seen a few times where they bring Zuckerberg and... are uh,
0: hearings. are hearings
1: yeah, and they talk a lot, but it seems like this one was really like, okay, you've stepped over some boundaries that are uh, very concerning, where a legitimate um, organization or a newspaper was censored on yeah. the platform, not like... Uh, to the point that people were actually had their accounts suspended.
0: In yeah, fact. there were people who had their accounts suspended over just sharing this article. And what's really interesting is that it's not just people who were linking the actual story that were getting suspended and things like that. It kind of seems like even mentioning or referencing the story in a critical way, uh, critical of Biden, uh, could get you in trouble with Twitter. So we have this post from Jake Sherman. He put out, I tweeted a link to the NYP story right after it dropped yesterday morning. I immediately reached out to the Biden campaign to see if they had an answer. I wish I had given the story a closer read before tweeting it at Twitter suspended me. So here he's kind of being very apologetic. But what's interesting is the actual tweet that is flagged in the email from Twitter. It only says, I've not seen a response yet from team Joe Biden on this New York Post story. Have reached out as has much of the press corps. I imagine Biden is doing a virtual fundraiser today. So was that the specific tweet that got him... Because he says he linked to it, but I mean, I just see a reference to it. And Twitter says it violated our rules against distribution of hacked material.
1: That is the rule that they have been applying to this, because they're saying that the emails were illegally acquired, and so sharing them is... Uh, against, the, the, terms of against service. the terms of service so they've right. been banning everybody that shares them of course when trump's tax returns came out right. which were illegally leaked it was like okay who cares they don't care about that in fact they probably they probably made a trend on twitter we
0: also recently saw melania um oh, trending yes. because of a conversation her ex-friend recorded with the intention of leaking to the press. Now, no I don't see people asking was she in a two party consent state when right. that was recorded because Should this
1: be allowed on Twitter? Should this be allowed yeah. on
0: Twitter? It seems like if it's something that hurts the Republicans it's fine, don't worry about it. But if it could, you know, hurt Joe Biden then it's like, "Oh, okay, you know, we have to we have to think about this The moral this is against...
1: law what about the moral law
0: yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like i mean just having this it kind of i mean so is wikileaks not allowed on twitter anymore because they've dropped some major bombshells and yeah. you know things that i think people deserve to know um yeah and in this whole oh it's hacked it needs to be removed i've not even i've not heard of that before yeah. on Twitter, at least not to. This I mean,
1: it, it it makes sense for certain things, and they actually stated in in their thing. But if it's like um, revenge porn, oh like, for, like yeah. things like that, that makes all, sense. If, and if, if you are directly the hacker, that's actually pro- like using Twitter as the platform to yeah. propagate the information, um, that's one thing. But obviously, you're getting it like third hand at the point in this New York Post right uh, article, um, so. Yeah, they've since apologized. And have, What's her name? Vijaya G- Gade?
0: I have a She's, feeling we're butchering that. That sounds way too close to, the, to female genitals. Vijaya. V- J- Vijaya? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be offensive to her or people who... I think it's
1: Vijaya. I don't know. I don't know. Listen.
0: The the, the trust and safety person who was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast with yeah, Jack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so she actually put out some tweets, I guess clarifying Twitter stance on this. She said, over the last 24 hours, we've received significant feedback from critical to supportive about how we enforced our hacked materials policy yesterday. After reflecting on this feedback, we decided to make change to the policy and how we enforce it. She continues, we've recently added new product capabilities such as labels to provide people with additional context. We are now no longer limited to tweet removal as an enforcement action. So I mean, if they're playing an active role in not just citing what can stay what can't stay but also in terms of how things are framed and what context is provided you yeah. cannot claim to still just be a platform
1: right at, th- th- at that point not. you are a publisher yeah you're, you're
0: editorializing aren't... yeah she also said we believe that labeling tweets and empowering people to assess content for themselves better serves the public interest and public conversation well people are always allowed to assess content for themselves and there's going to be both yes. negative and positive feedback on those tweets from other users. Twitter doesn't need to step in. The hacked material policy is being updated to reflect these new enforcement capabilities. So what's changing? One, we will no longer remove hacked content unless it is directly shared by hackers or those acting in concert with them. In terms of like revenge porn, like I still think that shouldn't be allowed or if it's someone's personal like banking details or, you know, I can see beyond, but it's like the This is something that the average person would have no trouble distinguishing between, you know, what is a privacy issue versus what is, you know, should be public knowledge for the, you know, for the greater good. Twitter, I feel like, is making things harder than they need to be. She also says, we will label tweets to provide context instead of blocking links from being shared on Twitter. Imagine if you you call someone up on the telephone and you want to tell them something like, oh, did you hear this happen in the news? And then all of a sudden your line is muted while on the line there's this like official like statement from the phone company like regarding this story as and like that kind of frames your conversation that's essentially what they're doing with with twitter
1: i mean listen that's it should be obvious in the way that they're going about this they're being very, I forget exactly the term for it. It's, it has to do with, uh, pa- pa- not patriarchal. Patronizing? Patronizing. They're being yeah. very patronizing. They don't think much of the people that use Twitter. And, oh, uh, for and, sure.
0: I mean, and which to be fair, maybe there's something too. Yeah. It is a cesspool.
1: For sure. But the way that they're limiting the conversation, they're limiting it in yeah. a very specific way.
0: Yeah.
1: And in a way that uh, conforms to their worldview. And it's no secret at this point. Everybody knows it. I think people on the left know it. I think they're happy to. And you could see them actually in the reactions to the stuff. They're angry. Mm-hmm. They're, they feel like... Twitter uh, bent the knee today to to right wingers for like not censoring this story (laughs) enough yeah
0: yeah which is ridiculous and I think I am someone who very much wants to see Section two thirty protections removed. For, Twitter, for companies like Twitter. And I, I know I'm probably going to have a lot of libertarians saying like, well, they're a private company. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, okay, H- here's the thing. Removing Section 230 protections for places like Twitter is not regulating them, is not a big government action. It's actually removing a special preference that they get that other websites do not have. So it's actually, it's a free market way to combat this mm-hmm. that tells places like Twitter and YouTube like you know what if you want to be content curators if you want to be publishers if you want to control and editorialize the conversations that happen on your site you're going to be liable um you know so let let them get sued what i want to see from the fcc is just a, a very explicit statement saying we have determined that based on their actions section 230 protections will no longer apply to the following companies, and I want to see Twitter on there. I want to see Facebook on there. I want to see YouTube on there. Uh, what other companies? Oh, both-
1: Instagram. Yeah, Instagram
0: as well. It's part of Face, but yeah, I I want to see that. And the next thing I want to see is that I want to see a lot of lawsuits coming at these companies. If you've ever had someone slander you on YouTube or Twitter, yeah. sue Twitter. That that's what I want to see. And I want to I want them to be so inundated with lawsuits that they have to ease the control they are exercising, right? Because, I mean, we just can't continue like this, having these tech oligarchs control what information we are and are not allowed to see, control what we are and are not allowed to say, especially in a biased way.
1: Honestly, I don't know what the point of electing politicians is if they choose them for us. Right. So uh, if we want democracy to function, we have to be able to control uh, who is letting who speak in the town square.
0: Right, exactly. And it's, it's just... Right now, it's it's a hypocritical situation because courts have ruled that Trump isn't allowed to block people on Twitter because it's the public square. But Twitter can block whoever they want, promote right. and ban whatever topics and users they want. And, you know, it's the same thing with Facebook. Uh, you know, a bunch of bots purchasing ads is election interference on Facebook. But Facebook actually themselves removing pro-Trump ads. Well, that's just what is that then? Right. And actually, uh, I, I also want to see the Federal Election Committee. Uh, get in on this because I think this pertains to them as well and you know I want to reiterate none of this says oh we should nationalize social media because that's that's not what I want I don't want the government controlling social media I just want I just want some I mean essentially user protections that exist in every single other industry aside from big tech and I think it's only the result of their lobbying uh, that has allowed them to escape by for this long all right so off my little soapbox about that topic now. Let's talk about the WNBA, which doesn't get talked about very often by anybody.
1: Yeah, woohoo. Let's make a thumbnail about that, make it the head story. Yeah. Uh, lots of clicks.
0: <laughs> so, Ryan Hodgson, who I am not familiar with, he posted on social media, just in case you thought we'd reach some kind of a quality, dot, 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 think again. Okay, so r- immediately, and I'm not even like, Looking at the rest of his post, male feminist vibes. Okay. But what he was referring to is this little infographic comparing Sue Bird to LeBron James. Now, I don't watch sports. Uh, I don't watch basketball, especially women's basketball. I mean, I watch zero basketball anyway, but if there were a way for me to negative watch, that's what I would do to women's basketball. But anyway, apparently Sue Bird says here she's 17 seasons in the WNBA, four WNBA championships, 2020 salary. Two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Comparing her to LeBron James, seventeen seasons in the NBA, four NBA championships. So same stats as Sue Bird. Twenty twenty salary thirty seven point four four million, and Sue Bird's bonus for winning twenty twenty finals was eleven thousand three hundred fifty six dollars. LeBron James's bonus for winning the twenty twenty finals about three hundred and seventy thousand dollars. So obviously, here's a part
1: where we all cry for the person who's making two hundred and thirty grand a year.
0: Yes, playing yeah. <laughs> basketball.
1: <laughs> yes. Um,
0: but obviously, this sexism, terrible, no other reason than LeBron James has a penis is why he is paid more, right?
1: Right. Yeah, because if you put them in the same league, they'd be very competitive. Right, right? That, yeah. Stuber and, could and, easily
0: take on LeBron James.
1: Oh, uh, Obviously, they have the same stats right there. You yeah, just said it. of course. 17 seasons, four championships. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, It's it's this is I mean, we've gone over this before. It's just always cute when this argument comes up because it's it's just one of those things where you you say, oh, they don't understand basic economics. Like there's just there's not the the demand for it, which maybe that's where they're saying maybe that's the meta argument. Yeah, there's there's no demand for it because there's no equality because sexism. But, of course, it's not to do with sexism. It just has to do with stats and who's the better players. Right. And, you know, there we could eliminate sexism by removing... Uh,
0: women's leagues By entirely, removing women's yeah. leagues
1: and just put them into the men's leagues and let stats speak for themselves. And if you don't have any... Um, what do you call it? Not diversity quotas, but like, uh, you know, pity quotas of some <laughs> kind, there will be none in the league. Yeah, there, there will are, be no there aren't women. Any. You will not any. Yeah. Listen, men My my size which is far larger than the average woman, do not make it in the NBA, barring some few exceptions. Yeah. Right, you have to be a giant man.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: there, there's there's a lot to it. It, It's, to be in the NBA or in any professional sport, there's only a, hand, there are a few hundred people that get that per league. Yeah. And most women, all women basically, will not fit into those categories. It just has to do with
0: stats. Right, and I think if you are a sports fan and you just enjoy the sheer athleticism yes. of it, It makes sense why you'd prefer to watch the male. I don't This this might sound bad, but it would make sense that you prefer to watch the male players because the amount of, you know, just skill based on biology and the way our bodies are different, it is going to be, I I think, more interesting watching the males play.
1: I think it's more impressive. I mean, you'll find people, actually, one of the sports that surprisingly has been very successful uh, in the women's domain is uh, mixed martial arts uh the women's categories i mean people ever everybody knows who ronda rousey is it's true right uh she's probably the second biggest star that's ever been in the ufc um but that's one where women compete against women and because they can be very technical sometimes they're entertaining but sometimes they're not i don't find them entertaining personally but it can happen it's not to say that it can't happen but in these specific sports it doesn't make sense like the the size attributes are just a major factor in what makes these sports entertaining.
0: Ryan Hodgson here, he has, you know, he of course was thinking that sexist like you would say something like that. He says, so many triggered men (laughs) responding to this, calling me all sorts of names, telling me how ignorant I am. Yes, I do understand math, supply and demand and basic business principles, but systemic ses- sexism affects opportunity before we even get that far that's what you guys don't get you don't you don't get it liam
1: yeah, so was the is the argument with was with, with that with greater opportunity they would be just as good
0: i guess let's see i mean let's let's keep reading he says systemic sexism means diminished exposure opportunity and resources so it's just that they you know we don't give enough attention to them and that's why there's fewer viewers and then he says susan Bur- is her name susan yeah sorry sue bird is not just any players she's the goat the goat am i saying based on business and revenue now that she should get the same as lebron james no but let's fix all of the above and let's reduce that gap so you know you know a business is viable and entertainment is you know in demand when you have to force people to watch it yeah yeah when you have to like really make them i'm confused
1: by his last argument though why doesn't she he think that she should make the same amount of money as lebron james like is is it well is it acceptable when she hits the 72 cents <laughs> on the dollar yeah is that what's, what's what, what is, an what appropriate is Yeah. what is gap? the appropriate yeah exactly what yeah. is the appropriate pay gap in, in women's basketball versus men's basketball and why are you being so arbitrary yeah because it seems to me that if we followed your logic to the end you would want an equal pay for both of them Mm -hmm. but you're saying you understand basic economics so that's not possible
0: also i just want to say that we always hear people complain about the pay gap when it comes to oh this female actress is paid less this uh female athlete is paid less Mm. what i've also seen people now bring up in response which i think is clever are the industries that have a pay gap in preference of females that we never talk about because we don't see an issue with it like with modeling female models get paid so much more than male models um Mm. Porn performers as well. That's true. Uh, you don't make a lot of money in porn if you're a guy. I guess they kind of figure it's it's much easier to get a guy doing that on camera than it is to be a female. We don't hear these champions of I guess gender equality taking issue with that and fighting for the pay of male porn performers.
1: No, and it goes like the it, you could just tell about their lack of transparency about the lack of honesty in their stuff because you we've said it before, but they'll never ask. For equal representation in garbage men right there are jobs that men dominate in that are very hard and don't necessarily even pay very well sometimes they do but they're very hard to do and they don't want representation in that if they have to work hard anyway
0: no for sure it's like they don't want equality they want the power they want the prestige and they want the wealth so they only target um careers or positions that relate to that but like you said if it's you know they don't they're not arguing to close the gender gap in workplace deaths (laughs) Right. Which is absolutely a very real thing. Men make up 90 plus percent of all workplace deaths because they're in the more dangerous jobs. They don't they're okay with that, though. They're like no one says anything about that. No. Yeah. All right. So now let's move on to something very, very serious. And it is it's heartbreaking. This is kind of breaking as as we speak. So. Perhaps, you know, by the time this comes out, this may not be the the most up-to-date information. But for now, this is what we know. There was a teacher beheaded in a Paris suburb after showing cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad. Before we get to that, though, I do want to just give a quick thank you to our sponsor, Aslo. Um, You know, when we talk about controversial things like that, it's it's not going to be monetized. So we really depend on our sponsors and are thankful for their support. So if you are into small business banking, you you need to know Aslo. Aslo offers a free business checking account with invoicing, bill pay, no minimum balance requirements, and no maintenance or overdraft fees. Instead of the days it takes at a traditional bank where you're still required to go in person, with Aslo, you just go to azlo.com and you can apply in minutes. There is no waiting to use your account with Aslo. Aslo's free instant funding feature, you can deposit up to $1,000 and access it Instantly, And now they've also launched the all-new Aslo Pro Bundle for only $10 a month with tools like unlimited envelopes to organize your money, discounted in- instant transfers, and the ability to set up recurring invoices. Because you listen to this podcast, you can try Aslo Pro free for 14 days at aslo.com slash Lauren. Aslo's banking services are provided by BBVA USA, member FDIC, and Money Magazine called Aslo the best business banking option for freelancers and entrepreneurs Plus, Aslo's co-founder is one of Fortune Magazine's latest 40 under 40, so congratulations to Aslo for that. So learn more with a free copy of Aslo's Small Business Starter Guide, or get started right now and get a Aslo Pro free 14-day trial at aslo.com Lauren. There's no minimum deposit required. Get started for free at aslo.com Lauren, spelled A-Z-L-O dot com slash Lauren.
1: I just wanna add on to that, that there's no better time to be cutting costs as a business, particularly as a small business, for right? For sure. A lot of us right now we've we're involved in multiple small businesses mm-hmm. um and actually even medium-sized businesses in my family and none of them are, are doing particularly well in the current environment and you need to
0: be as streamlined as possible yeah uh,
1: yeah you need to be as efficient as possible if you want to survive this time um, mm-hmm. and thrive in it even so i, I definitely recommend checking out as
0: so let's get started on this piece by the telegraph it says a history teacher who showed his pupils cartoons of the prophet muhammad in class was beheaded near his school in a paris suburb on a friday by a suspected islamist terrorist who shouted allahu akbar police said you know i know for like legal reasons they have to say suspected islamist terrorist probably but I I think it's pretty clear what the motive was. I mean,
1: I might have actually... It's the more Critical race theory. Yeah. It could be someone from... Could be. You never know, right?
0: They continue, alerted by local residents, police confronted and shot dead a man armed with a kitchen knife and an air gun, who refused to drop his weapons and surrender and threatened them. Minutes later, officers found the body of the male teacher. A bomb disposal unit was called in to check whether the presumed assailant was wearing a suicide vest or belt. Witnesses told police they heard the assailant shouting Allahu Akbar, which is God is the greatest in Arabic. The teacher had received death threats after giving a class on freedom of expression, during which he showed peoples the controversial cartoons, a police said. The presumed killer was reported to be an 18-year-old Chechen, the sources said. So this type of killing is unfortunately not the first time this has happened in response to specifically images of the prophet muhammad being shown so if you're not familiar with islam um it is haram like strictly forbidden to show images of the prophet muhammad um you know you're not allowed to draw or, cartoons or allah, of him I think too, yeah right? or allah yeah, yeah it's um gosh what's the i forget what the official term it's not shirb which is anyway I, I forget what it is but you're really not allowed to do that it's one of the most serious things I know yeah. even there was a a a while ago an expat teacher who was living in the Middle East her students wanted to call the class Teddy bear Muhammad but she got in trouble for that um, because even though she she didn't know she probably thought it was to honor Muhammad and the kids certainly didn't know their kids but that's actually sh- uh, sh- taken as a sign of disrespect for muhammad so this is uh, we also had recently the charlie not recently but the charlie hebdo account where um you know there was the what is it the bombing after the the cartoon was released in the newspaper so this this isn't a new a new thing it's it's very serious and And that was uh, also in france yeah that was also was it yeah that was just Sweet charlie i was also in france and i'm surprised frankly that this teacher even did this um, knowing how serious it would be. Not, not that I'm saying he he shouldn't have, or he deserved nothing like that, but it's just that
1: it's a very high risk thing to do nowadays. Exactly. Uh, You know, uh, we've opened the floodgates (laughs) and uh, you know, in Paris in particular, there are large populations of of immigrants and it's definitely uh, more than possible that some of them are extremists.
0: Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Sophie Vinatete, deputy head of the, SNES FSU Teachers Union said he was murdered because he was doing his job, namely teaching critical thought. She said the victim was a history and geography teacher who was in charge of moral and civic education. In that capacity, he gave a lesson on the freedom of expression with the Muhammad cartoons, she said. So I guess not not to, again, none of this, I don't mean this to justify what this person did, but to play devil's advocate, I'm sure there are some people out there saying, well, the teacher shouldn't have shown it. It was offensive.
1: Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's even true. It's offensive, yeah. but at the same time, if you believe in freedom of expression, he's got the right to do that. Right. I, yeah. Do I think it's particularly respectful to the to the Muslim community? Again, not particularly. But listen, the answer is, not, is not beheading not to get out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not even close. Uh, so again, like it's we went back to the Trump thing earlier. Do I like it? Not necessarily. But at the same time, I actually don't have a huge problem with it. I I don't think it's respectful. I'd rather it not be done. But really, you can't remotely defend
0: the The beheading of this
1: man. It's sick that you even try to. Right. And you don't belong in these countries, frankly. These laws are specifically here to protect us from this. This is how our societies have functioned. Mm -hmm. And without them, you know, we see the place that we're going. We talked about it in the second segment where the people that are going to control our speech are not even the people we elect.
0: Right, so, for sure, and I, I think I feel the same way. I don't support drawing the Prophet Muhammad. It's not something that I would do. I don't like it. I, I'm not as upset about it as some people, but it's not something that I would want to do because no. I, I do try to respect other people's religions. No,
1: I wouldn't want if, as a Christian, yeah, I wouldn't want people to be disrespecting uh, the Christ cross or the Bible, or, or, right? Or yeah, or or when they. Uh, you know do vandalize churches burn mm-hmm. down churches i i take offense to that so i understand of course the muslim taking offense to a drawing of muhammad and i try to um you know
0: reciprocate that yeah, yeah. and I, I feel the same way but if, if you are someone who thinks that violence is the answer to you know someone blaspheming against your religion yeah you don't belong in ...in a Western country, I'm sorry. You just don't. You can get out, you can leave, go somewhere else, I don't, I don't care, but you, you don't belong in somewhere w- with as many freedoms as you currently have. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that this person was 18, I don't know how much of it, like, maybe it was just a fit of rage, he was a young guy... I, I think there is a deeper ideological issue with this. And, you know, in France, they have had problems with extremist mosques and things like that. And right. to his credit, that's something that Macron has tried to, I guess, combat because Which they need to.
1: By the means of shutting down homeschooling, he was threatening. And this yeah, be... that,
0: that was not an effective way to combat no, it. No,
1: it's not, of course. Uh, and it will be interesting to see if he pulls a kind of Justin Trudeau playbook. Right. Where he uses an attack like this to pass legislation that would otherwise never be passed like in this case in france we talked about it recently they were considering banning homeschooling for the purpose of shutting down um islamic
0: these, schooling islamic, in islamic some cases. like
1: homeschooling where they end up radicalizing their kids right that was the the impetus but that might be homes homeschool- no homeschooling for anybody in france right so as a frenchman i would i would urge people to definitely be on guard for your rights in this case because th- i've seen in canada where mm-hmm. trudeau has done similar and taken away uh, gun rights from canadians because of covid for, yeah
0: what it makes sense i know it doesn't make sense and also there was a shooting in canada yes. where, which he didn't abide by the gun laws. no he didn't so have a license answer... he got
1: the gun from the states
0: yeah it's uh, more gun laws. yeah
1: so they put out more gun laws and knife laws too yeah of course because why not
0: yeah so if you're in france i would be very cautious going forward i don't think macron's going to be going after freedom of speech because we have a a piece here about what his response was. It says, speaking from the scene on Friday night, President Macron said one of our fellow citizens was murdered because he taught. He taught his pupils freedom of expression to believe or not to believe our compatriot was the victim of a blatant Islamist terrorist attack. I, it's 100 percent there. Like, I'm yep. I'm very pleased he named, uh, you know, the, the ideology behind this. Stand by freedom of expression. To me, this is a a rare win for Macron, he said. As well, it was no coincidence that the terrorist killed a teacher because he wanted to kill the Republic and its values. The enlightenment is the possibility to make our children, wherever they come from, whatever they believe in, whether they believe or not, whatever their religion, to turn them into free citizens. This battle is ours and it is existential, he said. They will not pass, said Mr. Macron. Obscurantism and the violence that goes with it will not win. They will not divide us. That's what they seek and we must stand together. So I I actually am in support of this, but I I do wonder what the tangible policies that will follow from that are.
1: Right, I, I, I feel like a lot of the times when someone like that says we must stand together, I feel like they're almost gaslighting us into saying, okay, yeah, but we're not going to actually take any meaningful action. And the people that want meaningful action, you're not standing with us. Yeah, Yeah, you're bigots (laughs) that are separate. And uh, so um, I'm hesitant about that. I'd like to see what he does. I like what he said in the terms of that he openly called the problem for what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it was was, uh, extremist Islamic terrorism. And... That's what we should hear from our leaders. We shouldn't hear things like in uh, London when these attacks happen, they say the attacker was of Asian descent. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, please, come on. Like like,
0: uh, Another Thai bombing. (laughs) like We we know what it is. Um, And you know what? There are places that have values tests on, uh, you know, immigration applications and questionnaires. And I I support that. I know there are people out there are going to say, well, what even is a Western value? Like, uh, how about the idea that you shouldn't be killed for blaspheming against a certain religion? I think that's a that's a western ideal and i would very much want you know immigrants who come into western countries to hold that value and you know what most muslims i'm sure do it there needs to be some sort of filter in place to make sure that we're not importing you know these extremist ideologies because you know we we've had for i think the last little bit there hasn't been much news at least not national news um you know about in the u.s or canada or the uk but you know th- this is still a problem that we need to just keep our eye yeah, on
1: they're having problems integrating and, mm-hmm. and you're right it hasn't it's been a few years since there's been major attacks but we remember the Bataclan. yeah we remember uh, events where hundreds of people were killed um and
0: and i think in, in france specifically um this is an ongoing problem. Like this yeah. is one of the more gruesome things, but yes. I think there it is it is often enough that maybe it doesn't make the news as much anymore because it's just so common. And I'm not saying it's it's always just it's someone being beheaded, but sometimes it's as simple as a, a church desecration yeah. or something like that, a hate crime against someone who's, uh, you know, gay or not veiling or whatever it may be. And I think those, those little incidents matter as well. I think that's pretty much all we have to say for now though. I, I hope the balance of, kind of fun and not so fun news left you like a happy medium this evening uh but that's it for now thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time